It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Smith rifles that one to Mims. And that's a foot race. He's going to win. Touchdown, Baylor. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Five straight games, Anthony, where he's got a touchdown catch of over 20. That's deflected and picked up Mosey. He'll take it in. It's a pick six and a touchdown. Bell into the middle of that line, and it's a touchdown. Big return for Crowder. 85 yards. There was contact with a quarterback, and it's incomplete. They got pressure on Prescott. It was Adams who came blitzing in. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know and what? it's <laughs> the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studios, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And we've got a very special guest on the show today. I want to say welcome to New York to him, but I can't really say that yet because of what's going on in the world right now. He's still in Louisville. He's not in New York just yet, but he's going to be soon the newest addition to the New York Jets. And he's a big addition in a lot of ways. The big ticket, Makai Becton. Makai, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So the first thing that I got to ask you about is the big ticket nickname. Obviously, you're a big guy. We know that. But where did that nickname originate? Uh, it came from a guy that was helping me with my recruitment. Um, he was just like, he got the ticket to go to the league. So he just called me big ticket, and I just took it and ran with it. I was talking to Cameron Teague Robinson, who covered you for the Courier Journal, and he told me that they were selling big ticket T-shirts in Louisville. So it must have been really weird for you as an offensive lineman to be the center of attention like that, right? Nah, yeah, well, it was kind of weird because I'm not a skilled player, so it was kind of weird. You're going to be the center of attention a lot here, though, in New York because the spotlight's on you, being the number 11 pick. Are you ready to come here and be under the bright lights in the big city? Yeah, I'm definitely ready. I mean, that that doesn't really faze me much. I just, I'm just there to play ball. When Jordan Reed from Draft Network talked on draft day about you, he said that when he spoke to you, you said that Joe Douglas and the Jets had shown the most interest in you. Were you surprised at all that, A, you made it to number 11, and B, that when you did, Joe Douglas pounced and grabbed you as the number 11 pick? Um, I was surprised that I made it to the 11th pick. Uh, I was expecting to go higher, but I'm at the perfect spot now, so it doesn't even matter at this point. But um, I, I wasn't I wasn't surprised when I seen an 11 pick coming up, and I knew Joe uh, Douglas was gonna give my give me a call. So I, I kind of figured it was, it was it was coming up. Did you have a special kinship with Joe Douglas? Because I know that you're both from right around the same area, and obviously Joe Douglas was an offensive lineman when he played the game himself. Yeah, but um, the like the day, a couple of days before the draft, we talked and we were talking about Richmond. So that that gave us a good connection because he was saying street names that I know, and we were just talking about the same area. So it was always it's like, that's, that's always a good talk. Have any of your future teammates reached out to you yet? No, the only person I've talked to is uh, Cam Robinson. I mean Cam Cameron Clark. I don't know why I said Cam Robinson. <laughs> I was actually going to ask about Cam Clark because you guys have become pretty tight, right? Yeah, we actually were training. Was training before the combine with Duke Mannyweather, and he plans. He, um, we're both going to start training with him again shortly. How's that been going? Because Duke has a great reputation for working with young offensive linemen, 
And I know that he's been working with you on your technique and your nutrition and all of that. How has that training been going? That training been going great because, like, he's teaching me things that I know I needed to work on. So it's helping me. It's going to help me out a lot in the long run. What do you think you need to work on? Um, I need to work on my footwork mostly. How about from 2018 to 2019? What do you think that you improved on the most? Because Dwayne Ledford has talked a lot about his work with you there coming in as the offensive line coach and, of course, as the offensive coordinator. He's well-known as an offensive line guru, did some great work with Garrett Bradbury, who went in the first round in 2019. What kind of work did Dwayne Ledford do with you, and how much of an impact did he have in your improvement from 2018 to 2019? Uh, Coach Lever had a huge impact on the way I played this previous season because he came in and pretty much told me everything that I was doing at first wasn't right. And he told me I needed to finish more, and that's what I feel like I did best this year. How important was your relationship with the quarterbacks? Because now you're coming in and you're going to be protecting Sam Darnold. And I know that you obviously had to protect both Lamar Jackson and then Mikhail Cunningham. Talk to me a little bit about those relationships and how they played into your overall level of play and comfort. Um, I mean, that, that goes, relationship with the quarterback goes a long way because you have to, you guys have to be able to trust each other. Like I have to know he's going to throw the ball. He has to know what I'm doing on my, on my assignment. So, I mean, I guess it's all about trust. That's the first thing I'm going to try to build on when I first get there is trying to get him to trust me and I trust him. Makai, when I first watched your tape, and I think a lot of people had this reaction, you watch a guy go flying across the screen. In fact, a lot of these guys were going out of the frame. So Le'Veon Bell has to be sitting at home licking his chops now. How excited should Le'Veon Bell be to have you blocking out in front of him? He should be really excited because I'm, I'm excited to block for him, so... It's going to be a good time. How much do you know about the current Jets offense and Coach Gase and Coach Pollock? I know we signed a couple of um, offensive linemen over the offseason. That's pretty much all I know. (laughs) It was funny because I know on draft night you said that what you knew about the Jets is that they used to have Brett Favre and LaDainian Tomlinson, so a lot of us laughed. But I know that right now it's an exciting time for the Jets because they just got you and you come in here and you're going to be protecting Sam Darnold's blind side, which is something that everybody was praying for. Everybody wanted somebody that can help keep Sam Darnold upright. When you look at what Sam Darnold does on the field, a lot of what he does is moving in and out of the pocket. How much do you think you can help improve what the Jets do there? Can you give Sam Darnold a lot more time to do what he does best? I definitely feel like I can give him a, a lot more time than what he's had in previous years. So I feel like I'm, it's going to be a huge improvement when I get there, and I'm hoping for it. So I'm just ready to work. I want to ask you a little bit about the Senior Bowl because when the Senior Bowl happened, that was when you first started to really vault up the draft boards, and it was because Daniel Jeremiah had you listed at number four in his mock draft going to the Giants. Now, thankfully, Makai, you didn't go to the Giants. You're here with the Jets. But Daniel Jeremiah putting you there really opened some eyes. And then after that, at the Combine, when you ran that 5140 and people realized that you were not only huge, but you were such an elite athlete for a guy your size, was it kind of crazy for you to finally hear your name in the stratosphere of the absolute elite of the elite and have all that hype behind you? Um, no, it didn't, it didn't surprise me because I, I knew that people didn't watch Louisville games, so I knew... Once everybody get to get a chance to sit down and actually break down film, I knew I was going to be in one of them top names. So, I mean, I wasn't 
I wasn't surprised by all the hype that I got. While sports can bring us so much joy, it can also bring us a lot of unwanted stress. And that stress can make it difficult to concentrate, relax, and get decent sleep. Sunday Scaries was launched in 2017 by two best friends and business partners, Bo Schmidt and Mike Sill. They operated a full-service bar with 50 employees and were always exhausted. They tried all kinds of products, but they didn't work. Then they started experimenting with CBD. They loved the effects and regained control of their days and nights, but they wanted better CBD products. So what they did for themselves was specially formulate CBD gummies with vitamins D3 and B12 that were super consumable, easy to take on the go, and effective. Long story short, their specially formulated CBD products and vitamins helped relieve the overwhelming angst they felt on a daily basis. So in July 2017, they named the company Sunday Scaries and began sharing their products with friends and launched their online store at sundayscaries.com. With tens of thousands of customers, monthly subscribers, and a 100% money-back guarantee, Sunday Scaries has always been on a mission to transform a worrisome nation into a chill one. And right now, we have a bonus for you. Get 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Again, 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Hey guys, Greg Peterson here with the Baseball Betting Podcast. As we know, the MLB season is back in our lives. It's going to be a 60-game sprint unlike anything that we've ever seen before. And I'm going to be giving you picks every single day, seven days a week with Major League Baseball. We're also going to be keeping up with the KBO as well. If you like baseball and you like being able to make some money, subscribe to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Greg Peterson, host of the podcast Hooping with Hoops. Despite the fact that college basketball is in the offseason, it's never too early to get a jump start on taking a look at these teams because there is now 357 of them for the upcoming 2020-2021 college basketball season. I'm going to give you guys a deep dive on every last one of them, keep up with all the transfers in college basketball, and so much more. You are able to subscribe to Hooping with Hoops on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Tell me a little bit about your personality because from what everybody has said and even from just listening to you talk, you seem to have a personality that's a perfect fit for New York. So I'm not surprised that you said you're excited to get here even though you've never visited New York yet. Is this something that you just kind of played into, it developed over time, or have you just always been an outsized personality? I've always been like this. I'm always the type of person that <laughs> put people before myself. So. I'm just, I've just always been this type of person. Tell me a little bit about what you're going to be doing in terms of nutrition going forward because I know that you've said that you want to play ideally around 350, 355, and you have played a little bit heavier than that. I think you were at 363 when you were at the Combine. What do you plan on doing nutrition-wise to make sure that you're able to hit right around where your goal is? Um, Duke helps, helped me with this uh, fish and veggie diet, fish, chicken, and veggie diet. So that's the, I pretty much I plan on staying on that, or I might get a chef to come in and just cook for me. So that's a good idea because it's one thing when you're a college student and you don't have money, but now that you're going to be a pro, you can go out and get yourself a personal chef. I think that's a great idea. In fact, I know that a lot of people, especially during quarantine, have been getting a lot of these meal prep services. So that should be able to help a lot. 
and that'll help you in accomplishing your year one goals. And I wanted to know what your year one goals are. If I were to corner you and say, Makai, what do you hope to accomplish year number one with the New York Jets in the NFL more than anything else? What would it be? To start as a rookie and make the playoffs. I think that's music to a lot of Jets fans' ears. For the long run, though, what do you want to do in terms of improvement and getting to where your ceiling is? Because a lot of people have talked about how you have the potential to be otherworldly good. Everybody agrees that you're already excellent, but you have the chance to be one of the best of the best. And I think that one of the things that people have said they loved about you is that you're always striving to be better. In fact, that's what Cameron Teague Robinson said. He said, you're always motivated to be better, that no matter how good you are, you always feel like you can take it to the next level. So what do you plan to do to hit that level? And do you think that that's a fair assessment, that no matter how good you are, you always feel like you can be better and you're willing to work to get to that? Um, you know, I just, I, just like to, I just like to work hard and... I work I work hard cuz like I like to work and make sure I keep what I got. So I don't want to get complacent pretty much. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's that's pretty much all it is. I mean I just that's just how I was brought up. Like that's just something my dad always engraved in me. Was there any question in your mind that you were going to be ready for the NFL? Any thought at all about possibly staying at Louisville for another year? No, nah, it was no thought at all. Let me stay another year. I got to ask you this question, Makai, because even though I know that you said that Duke's got you on a diet and I don't want Jets fans to get mad at me because I'm putting these ideas in your head, but are you familiar with the legend of New York pizza? Uh, I have, I've heard a lot about New York pizza. I heard it's really good. And I, I plan on trying it one day. Okay. I just have to throw that out there because I got to tell you, I don't want you to be breaking your diet or getting Big Duke mad at you or anything like that, but we do have outstanding pizza here in New York. So when you're ready, you got my contact information. You shoot me a text. If you have a cheat day or something, I'll make sure that I send you to some of the best pizza places. Chris Nimbley, who's on the Jets beat, who you're going to encounter in the locker room this season, he likes to try and say that New Jersey pizza is just as good or better than New York pizza. But we all know that Chris is a little bit out of his mind in that regard. I want to ask you about food, though, in general, because I know that your mom is legendary for her cooking skills. Cameron Teague Robinson talked about that. What are your favorite things to eat? Um, I like to eat salmon chicken and steak those are my favorite things i like to eat and make myself great choices what about other things that you like to do off the football field because i know a lot of jets fans are looking forward to watching you but they kind of want to get to know you as a person what do you like to do video games movies tv what do you typically like to do when you're not doing something football related um i play video games and just chill with my girlfriend sometimes that's about it Nothing more to it. That's a great way to live as far as I'm concerned. In fact, that's generally what I end up doing when I have some free time. Makai, question for you on the jersey number front, because a lot of people want to get your jersey, but they want to make sure that they're getting the right number when they do. Do we have a confirmation on what number you're going to wear when you start out with the Jets? Yeah, I'm I'm going to wear number 77. Any particular reason? Um, 73 was retired and mm-hmm. I feel like 77, I can start my own legacy. Hopefully that legacy is one that we look back at for years to come and put you 
in the same pantheon of some of the great players that have ever played for the Jets. Like you said, number 73 retired because that's Joe Klecko, one of the greatest defensive linemen of all time. You're stepping into the shoes of DeBrickishaw Ferguson here a little bit. It's weird because Brick retired a couple of years ago, but ever since there's been a bit of a void at that left tackle spot, and now you're stepping in here to fill it. Brick played for 10 years at a really high level, made a couple of Pro Bowls, 160 games played. Are you aware of DeBrickishaw Ferguson? And if so, what are your thoughts on coming in here and trying to make Jets fans look at you the same way that they looked at DeBrickishaw? Um, I'm, I'm definitely aware of uh, DeBrickishaw Ferguson. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to take on the challenge. If you had one message to give to Jets fans about what they should expect from you and what they should be looking for, not only in year one, but all the way through your time here with the Jets, however long that lasts, what would it be? Um, I'm going to look for a guy that's going to be working hard every day, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to have fun with it. Just know it's going to be a, a whole lot of fun, and y'all won't regret this. He is the new left tackle for the New York Jets and hopefully going to be that left tackle for a really long time. I got to tell you, Mikai, and I'm not just saying this because you're on the show. I actually was talking about you well before most people were. Somebody sent me some of your tape and told me to look. I watched, and I believe the exact words that I used when I texted Chris Nimbley, who, as I said, you're going to meet in the locker room at some point during the season because he covers the Jets on the Jets beat, was I think I just watched somebody commit attempted murder on the football field you got to watch this guy and i'm really looking forward to seeing you manhandle guys and as we said open up some holes for Le'Veon bell and protect sam Darnold's blind side because if you can do that it's going to go a long way towards one of the goals that you mentioned which is the jets making the playoffs in 2020 thanks so much for coming on i really appreciate you taking the time and i hope that you'll come back soon for fans who want to maybe follow you on social media or want to get a message to you or something like that, where can they go to follow you and see what you're up to? Um, my Twitter is BigTicket73. I'm about to change that name soon. And then my Instagram is Big.Ticket73, and I'm about to change that soon too. There you go. That's where you can follow Makai Becton for now. And you want to make sure you're following him at this moment because if you do, then when he does change his handles on Instagram and Twitter, you'll know exactly where to follow him afterwards. As I've said many times on this show, I'm extremely excited to have Makai Becton here. Can't wait to watch him play and protect Sam Darnold's blind side. And I hope this is the first of many conversations that we get to have on this podcast. Before we go, though, I did want to play a little clip for you because I thought this is the perfect place to do it. Jordan Reed, who's one of the best out there when it comes to the NFL draft, is a guy that played quarterback. He was a coach. He knows his stuff. When it comes to somebody who would protect a quarterback, when he was on the show in the lead up to the draft, he talked at length about why Mekhi Becton was the perfect fit for the New York Jets and why he thought that Joe Douglas would be zeroing in on Becton specifically to be his left tackle for the next decade. Here's what Jordan had to say. You listen to this clip and tell me that this man is in a modern day Nostradamus. I think you have to build your entire draft around Sam Donald. The clock is ticking on really to find out exactly who he is. And he has showed some progress in spurts. And I think Donald is going to end up being very good. But you have to get a fair assessment on him just because it's going to be time to pay him here in the next coming year. So 
you have to get a fair assessment on him. You have to build a wall in front of him. And just listening to Joe Douglas and what he wants to do, interacting with him at the Senior Bowl as well, he wants to build a wall in front of Sam Darnold first and foremost. He wants to build it from the inside out just because that's what he's known to do. That's what he did in Philadelphia. And then when he's put some time in Baltimore as well, that's really the, the, he's, he wants to fortify the trenches. And I think the Jets have some – they have a really good core on defense as far as the interior guys. And I think the offense is really where they need to focus for the most part. So, me personally, I want to create an identity for my offensive line. So, the player that I want the most at that 11th spot, if I'm Joe Douglas, is Makai Beckham. Just because you want to establish an identity and you want to build a wall in front of Sam Donald and you want to have that big bodyguard type of guy behind him. And I think Makai Beckham does do that. Everybody knows he's a massive human being, 6'7", 365 pounds. And the first thing that stands out about him is just his physicality, his ability to finish. And then he has some versatility playing right tackle and left left tackle before he, he developed comfortably at that left tackle spot last year. So he has the versatility if you're looking to play him on either side. And I know the Jets really have – they need help at both tackles. So we'll see which side he does end up playing on. But the most likely will be the left just because that's what he has played for the most part at Louisville. Sounds like Jordan nailed it right on the money. It was almost as if he was in Joe Douglas's brain and he knew exactly what Joe Douglas wanted to do. That's why he's one of the best in the business. And everything that he said about Makai Becton is what we hope ends up being the case for many, many years to come. A dominator, a bully, somebody that's going to keep people away from Sam Darnold. Thanks again for listening to this exclusive interview with the Jets' brand new left tackle, Makai Becton. Just want to remind you real quickly that if you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could do that for us, we'd really appreciate it. It's an easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. It doesn't take you much time. It doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we would be quite grateful. Also want to remind you that if you haven't subscribed to Badlands yet, the subscription feed that Joe Caparoso and Connor Rogers are doing you're really missing out they just did a 75 minute episode recapping the nfl draft it's the only place where you're going to get connor rogers full grades for all the jets picks and for the class in general plus you get weekly episodes with some of the best guests out there i know that they're going to try and get brandon thorne back on soon to talk about the jets newest additions to the offensive line both in free agency and in the draft they already had him on to talk a little bit about Greg Van Roten and George Fant, but he hadn't had a chance to look at them too much in depth yet, so I know that he's going to come back on the show soon. And in addition to the fantastic guests and, like I said, 75 minutes of pure draft analysis that really gets to the nitty-gritty and cuts through all the hot take nonsense, you get the 10-part docuseries on how the Jets wound up in the wilderness over the last 10 years and how they can help get themselves out of it. One major component of getting them out of it is obviously fixing the offensive line I think they did a lot to rectify that in the draft with Mekhi Becton at number 11 and then with Cameron Clark in the fourth round. So fingers crossed that that is just the beginning for what's ahead for this Jets team that desperately needed a makeover. And as Jordan Reed said, they needed a new identity. And it sure looks like Joe Douglas is in the process of building that new identity. That's a topic that you will continue to hear about here on Play Like a Jet, but also on Badlands. So like I said, if you haven't subscribed yet, go over to Podbean or check out Joe's Twitter feed at Joe Caparoso or Connor Rogers' Twitter feed at Connor J. Rogers. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com.